Would you, uh, would you intro me? You're the intro, remember? Inverse intro. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Lighthouse Lowdown. What? No, you say, hi, everyone. I'm Vince. And I say, I- I'm Emily. <laughs> <laughs> hi, everyone. I'm Vince. I'm Emily. And this is the Lighthouse Lowdown. Good job. I am going to request that we insert my horn here. Oh, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. You guys all get that sample. Yeah. Lucky folks, you. (laughs) So today is episode... 18. 18. And I am happy to be the host today. And hopefully we can kind of follow along. I have notes. I made notes. Yeah. I made them a while ago. And so the order of operations may not be perfect. Okay. But. um, It'll be good. Do you have a history buoy? My history buoy is related to the episode. (laughs) Okay. Wow. So this is episode 18. Yes. Okay. I labeled it 17. Yeah. It was 17. And then I didn't want to record. Mm. And then. Mm Record the other one in Hawaii. So, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I did tell mm-hmm. everyone on that episode that we'd be starting history buoys back up. So, well, this is you're doing history. us a service. History buoy for you. So today's episode number eighteen, Nassau Harbor Lighthouse, also known as Paradise Island Lighthouse. Excellent. Also known as Whoa. Hog Island Lighthouse. Oh. And the history buoy is kind of a fun fact. Very different vibes for each. Um, yeah. Title. Nassau Harbor. I'm pretty sure it's Nassau. Like 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 NASA, yeah. but it's rad. It's Nassau. Nassau. Right. Uh, you're welcome. And then, yeah, Paradise Island Lighthouse, which we'll talk about that name, as well as Hog Island Lighthouse, which was the original name of the island where the lighthouse okay. is at. So, so, it was, these... so it was Hog Island, then Paradise Island, and the lighthouse is for Nassau Harbor. Okay. Wow. We'll talk about those details that's a nice breakdown i was gonna ask all of those questions <laughs> and then i was like oh okay all that within a couple slash marks excellent so the um history buoy of today mm-hmm. is that the capital of the bahamas is the city of nassau and nassau is also a county in the state of new york okay <laughs> which <laughs> i think there's a connection with the story that i'm going to tell oh interesting but um, today's episode is a little different because there is a lighthouse. We're going to talk about the lighthouse. Uh, we're going to talk about a brief history of the lighthouse itself. We're going to talk about more history of the island, which is really interesting, and Fun. Nassau. I love island history when mm. it ties into the lighthouse. In the Bahamas. A lot of the interesting stuff about lighthouses is like when you're researching which lighthouse to do, it's the lighthouse doesn't exist yet, but something cool happened on the island, so you yep. get sucked in. That's exactly what's going to happen here. Um, and then... There's some recent history, which is, I was going to say that's unusual for lighthouses that we're covering, but there's, it seems like there's recent history in a lot of lighthouses we're covering. Yeah. I I feel like it's right about the early 2000s when stuff stops happening at a lighthouse. But sometimes there's like a sprinkling of other things. How recent are we talking? Like, we'll talk about it. Oh. Like they're in the, they're... This lighthouse is being discussed in newspapers and on the radio and such oh, cool. on the internets right now. The nets. And the it's at the heart of a great competition. Whoa. Okay. I'm ready. Potentially a court battle, but. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, that doesn't sound. A competition, which is actually a court battle. Another. <laughs> yeah. A court competition. <laughs> 
where someone loses and they both pay. Oh, sad. Uh, Okay. One more add-on buoy that I wrote down. The peoples of the Bahamas in this area, um, I'm going to butcher the pronunciation. That's okay. They're Lukavian, Lukavian people. Okay. So they're referenced in many, many things. I'm going to fast forward and say that Christopher Columbus first landed on this island. Uh, well, on Nassau Island, which I is... I don't know my history very well. We're, we're going to... I'll show you a map to kind of show you the Whoa. area. But um, that was, <laughs> I think that was his first landing, if yeah, I read Vince it correctly. Yeah, Vince has a, um, a extra monitor set up so that I can see pictures he's talking about, which is a great idea. Mm-hmm. 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 This is our first three-screen episode. <laughs> one for you, one for me, one for us. Yes. A shared screen. So cute. So, pictures shortly, but first, some lighthouse history. Okay, I'm excited. This lighthouse was built in 1817. It's debated whether it is 68 or 69 feet tall. Nice. Yes. It has a white brick body with a red lantern room. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. I like mm-hmm. when there's like red, red incorporated in there. Yep, nice and clean. <laughs> uh, it is the oldest lighthouse in the Bahamas. Whoa. In the whole area of the Bahamas. Wait, what year was it? 1817. Okay. Oh. Mm-hmm. That's pretty early. <laughs> yeah, it is. Especially given weather patterns and historical events that it experiences so <laughs> his mouth <laughs> his mouth was open whenever you touched his back so he's like the cord was like in his mouth he's like <laughs> yeah we have uh we have cats and i try to keep them away from the many cords that yeah. this operation takes it used to be cute and fun when they would chime in and i was just like get out of here yeah so part of our Part of my ambition is to build a little studio in our house that'll be specifically for the lighthouse lowdown. Yeah. So now that it's been said, it will happen. So it's out there. Now <laughs> it's you. out there. Thank you for your support. Um, so this is the oldest lighthouse in the Bahamas. It is located on the far west end of Paradise Island, which was historically known as Hog Island. Okay. Talk about Wait. Okay. It was renamed in 1959. And we'll get to why and who did that. But the majority of the land on the island is owned uh, by one one person historically. Okay. And that person, we'll, we'll get to why. But in 1959, they bought the island and renamed it uh, Paradise Island. What a shift, uh, like a, a steep shift yeah. in vibe for it to be hogs. What Just hogs Hog Island. Hog yeah. Island to Paradise Island. So yeah. That's pretty steep. Yeah. Is this I, the same guy that we emailed or no? No. Okay. I, I hate to be cryptic, but it, you'll see why it was renamed Paradise okay. Island. No, I love cryptic. Make it cryptic. And Hog Island is a little bit, you know, oh, go away cat. A little bit uh, <laughs> not great, uh, but it's hard to appeal to the name Hog Island. Yeah. Paradise Island's like, whoa, it's in paradise. Yeah, you know, it's of tropical. Course. Hog Island is like, okay, wild boars. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and people who are familiar with this island who may have been there are, are but they know what we're talking about. Uh, the light itself, I don't think it's on right now. Oh. I, I guess I should have asked that when I spoke with someone. Re- reconstruct or like reconstruction type turned off? Or? I, don't, I just don't know if it's in use. Okay. I'll report. An active we'll, guide to navigation. I plan to do another episode relative to this. So we'll hear more. But it's a flashing white light historically. And in inclement weather, weather Inclement weather. Inclement weather. In inclement weather, <laughs> it flashes the same pattern in red. Oh, which is neat. that is cool. 
Is it? Is it? Why? Um, to show that it's inclement weather. Oh, I like think if you're in the harbor or something. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also, mm-hmm. it's near the harbor, so I assume that smaller boats may use it as a reference as well. It's like, oh, it's red. Like we should maybe change our plans. Like if you're going oh. fishing, we're gonna go around the island. Okay. Or... Like if if the wa- weather or um water current or something is choppy right. or something, then they would. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. Also, at the... first I was like. I think you would know if it's raining. <laughs> yeah, 30% chance. But it makes sense to be to send a warning before people go yep. out there that the the water itself is in bad condition. Yep. And lots of boats in the Bahamas are smaller boats because they go between Bahama Islands, the Bohemian Islands. Oh, yeah. So Like a ferry. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Or personal boats, fishing or mm-hmm. taxi, whatever. Oh, man. I love to live that life. Yeah. It's like the Bahama. In the middle of Kansas City, it's like... Oh, to go to the grocery store, you got to take a ferry. It's like, that would be so cool. Inconvenient, but really cool. I'm just saying. <laughs> the, uh, the light now and recently serves as a guide for Prince George Wharf, which is a very large dock Okay. on Nassau. So now I can show you pictures according to my notes. Woo! Lay it on me. Let's see if I can manage oh, it's pretty. my two screens. Here. I like the staggered windows. So we're starting, uh, I'm showing the Bahamas right now, all the way zoomed out, showing like Orlando, Tampa, Miami, all Florida, all of Cuba, and then you can see Turks and Caicos, you probably yeah. have heard of, mm-hmm. and the Bahamas are uh, the collective in the center. So zooming in, these are the Bahamas. Wow. Nassau is, once again, it's the capital, it's located in the middle. It's very small. Yeah, it's a smaller island. So Nassau is in the center of the screen in the Bahamas map. And it is one of the smaller islands by land. I don't know why so, it's the capital. So the island is not Nassau. It's we'll Paradise zo- Island. We'll zoom in even closer. Paradise Island okay. is very small and it's off of Nassau. Nassau Island is the large island that's there, the larger center island. It is the capital, is the city of Nassau. Okay. So. Yeah, I planned a trip just as COVID was happening to go to the Bahamas. I had to cancel the whole thing. I thought I had another map. But I was going to stay in Nassau. Nassau. Well. Wow. So beautiful. It's Bohemian so pretty. Water, um, turquoise and light blue. It's on the end of a spit, which is the far west end of the island, like we talked about. And so you can't see it in the shot, but those two buoys, uh-huh. ships travel between those. So they pass right in front of this lighthouse oh, nice. to go to dock here. Some yeah, of them are very, very large ships. You can see the water that it's so much deeper than the mm-hmm. edge of that island. Yep. Let's see what else we got. There's a little close-up showing the white body. Very nice. Red lantern room. And then the, here's a historical photo from one of the websites that what? shows the keeper's quarters. And I don't know. I think it might be a supply house, that other building there. Okay. Sometimes assistant keepers and principal keepers have different houses. Mm. So that might have something to do with it. Because that one really looks residential. Right. Rather than like a storage or like those are boathouses or something, whatever. Right. So this lighthouse in this picture is square. So did it get remodeled? I see that. Point? And I don't have it on my close screen to me. Interesting. I think it was remodeled. I think. Oh, in early since 1800s. 1817. Yeah, yeah. I'm not surprised if it would have to be redone at some yeah. point. And it, it is. The, the Bahamas are their own sovereign nation. They have freedom, and they got their freedom from Great Britain. Um, I, I want to say 1970. 
I think they just passed their 50 years. Oh, no way. Yeah. So. I, yeah, I don't know anything about Bahamas government or anything like that. Oh. I was going to ask if it was part of the U.S. because it's so close to Florida right. that it kind of, yeah. Yeah, we, we're big in tourism visiting the Bahamas. It's, it's the biggest thing, I think, between the U.S. and them. Um, and then some of the history we'll talk about today is interesting as well. Okay. But yeah, I would guess it's been remodeled. Also, I just, I have this, you know, the more we learn about lighthouses, it's right on the edge of an island. It's right in that water. Mm-hmm. I just have a feeling a storm has taken it out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hurricane City over there. Yeah. So a little bit about the island. So Nassau is, I th- again, I thought I had a map on this. But it is right across. I'm going to do it. I'm going to open a map. Okay, you might as well. Paradise Island is right across from the city of Nassau. Going to Google Maps now. Need a bigger. Uh, so. Okay. Nassau Island. Oh. Here is Paradise Island. Oh, okay. And way out, way out west. Hey. Nassau Harbor <laughs> Lighthouse. Okay, I definitely would. I definitely wouldn't have noticed that was. So Paradise Island is a separate island from. It is a separate island from Nassau Island. Okay. Here, the city of Nassau. Gotcha. I was gonna say Nassau looks like it's taking up the entire thing. Yep. That Downtown Nassau is right across from. So I was thinking this entire thing was Paradise Island and then Nassau Mm -hmm. was just a a city point on there. But it's not Nassau Island and then right above that little strip is Paradise Island. It's separate. Previously Hog Island. I'm making a big assumption here, but I assume hogs were kept on Hog Island (laughs) at one point. Oh, there's a golf course. Yeah, well, don't don't look too close. We'll get there. (laughs) So... um, What I wanted to talk about is actually called the Battle of Nassau. Um, 1776 is when this happened. So to zoom out, think about the American Civil War, or not the Civil War, the Revolutionary War, uh, was the American states fighting for independence from the Great Britain at the time. Yeah. So the, I'm going to zoom around in my notes. All right. The American... Revolution was from 1775 to 1783, officially. So this action, the Battle of Nassau was in 1776, soon after the kickoff of the war. What had happened was the Brits (laughs) were storing guns and gunpowder and ammunition, cannonballs, all all the war efforts um, somewhere in the States. I want to say it was Virginia can't remember exactly it's in my notes that would make sense and the americans the the rebels we were yeah uh we were trying to get those munitions to use for our new founded army and basically great britain i'm trying to think of what to even call them continental army the great britain decided to take them offshore away from the United States, what would become the United States, okay. to Because they knew that Nassau. the future Americans were trying to yeah. take it all. Yeah, the rebels were trying to take these munitions. And we were getting a little dastardly and desperate. So we were doing a lot a lot of uh, damage. damage. Yeah. So uh, they were relocated to Nassau, which had a fort that was owned by the Brits, as well as a new fort, Fort Montague, which is still there. Was it British territory then? Mm-hmm. Okay. British the Islands. Thing. Yep. Right. They were colonized uh, still at that time. So the Great Britain had control over those islands. Right. And on March 3rd, 1776, the Continental... 
on March 3rd, 1776, 1776, the Continental Navy and Continental Marines, the forces that would become the United States Navy and the United States Marine Corps, conducted the first amphibious operation in U.S. military history when a raid on Nassau and the Bahamas was conducted. Wait, amphibious what? Amphibious. So what's really cool about the Marines is their founding, and even to today, lots of their stories, have to do with uh, water-based landings for battle. Oh. So whether it's undersea or shores or whatever needs done, okay. working with the Navy. And uh, I don't know any Marines personally, so I haven't asked them if, if this is in their still training, but yeah. I assume from the name Marine, that's kind of the origin. Oh. So a, a landing on a beach to take over a fort, a, a, a foreign military operation is a really big deal. So yeah, this is their, sounds horrible. This is their their inception. So the U.S. Marine Corps traces its origin to November tenth, seventeen seventy five, at the Toon Tavern in Philadelphia. Tavern. Yep. Back in the age of sail, Marines would man the rigging and provide small arms fire on enemy ships, similar to snipers of today. Oh. Marines also served as boarding parties and as landing force for amphibious raids, such as the raid on Nassau. Okay. So. There's lots of details that I researched, and I'm not going to cover them all. So someone's probably going to become upset. But oh. I think I'll try to cover what was most interesting to me. Okay. I mean, the Marines are used in the U.S. as embassy security, amphibious troops for ex- expeditionary service, landings on hostile shores, ground fighting troops delivered by ships and helicopters, service aboard ships operating the president's helicopter, and other such missions as assigned by the president or secretary of the Navy. Interesting. So they've had a pretty good history yeah. doing this. Um, citing, <laughs> citing one of the papers I read, the U.S. Navy and U.S. Marine Corps team went on to perform heroically in battles and landings throughout U.S. history and continues to do so today. No other Navy or Marine Corps in the world comes anywhere near the capabilities of the U.S. Navy wow. and Marine Corps. Neat. So kind of fun. Kind of a flag wave for us. Yeah. Um. Basically, I'm trying to find his name, a man named Hopkins was put in charge of the first group of ships that would become this force. And they were, let's see, they took command and Congress gave them, I'm looking for a quote, gave them directions in 1776 to um, pursue operations that could be, quote, most beneficial to the American cause and distress the enemy by all means in your power. Interesting. With no mission. He's just like... What? Yeah. The orders were, take your boats, which yeah. I think was like... Oh, wreak havoc. I can't remember. It's not that many ships. I want to say six or eight ships that used to be merchant vessels. Okay, so big ships. Yeah. Yeah, big ships. They're varying sizes, but big ships for the time, for the 1700s. And we made them into warships, but they were just merchant. They weren't designed and built to be Was that battleships. for disguise or just because they were... That's all we had. Because, yeah. We were just farmers with guns, yeah. basically. Low, uh, low um, capabilities yeah. at first. Yeah, low capabilities, humble hmm. beginnings. So he set out um, moving down the Delaware River on January 4th, 1776. It's the first day of sailing. Which river? January? Delaware. <laughs> January. The words overlapped my brain. No, it's okay. Okay. So they set out down the river. They were near Reedy Island for six weeks. And then it was February. 
So they had two ships that joined them. Now they set out on the open sea. So we're six weeks in and they don't really have orders. As soon as they set out on the open sea, two of the ships run into one another. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, that's there, unfortunate. There was a storm during their first voyage. Okay. At least yeah. there was a storm and it wasn't like, mm. set sail and two people just crash. Yep. So the Hornet and the Wasp, I think, were the two ships that hit each other. Oh, wow. Fitting. Their names. <laughs> one of them went back do, to... Do you know the rest of the names? I think I do have them. Hornet and the Wasp. wonder if the rest of them are... I know there's a description that has them and how many guns they had aboard. Ooh, cool. So the raid on Nassau was executed by 210 Marines and 50 sailors under the command of Samuel Nicholas. Nice. Transported to Nassau by six ships. Two frigates, two brigs, one schooner, and one sloop. Awesome. Also, it's schooner. schooner. I just found out. Wow, from, that's uh, embarrassing. Maybe it's... No, it's got to be schooner. I I just said that in my last episode, and Carly and I were like, schooner? I can't... I think it's schooner now. I can't know. Oh, wait. I think I deleted, I deleted the notes that had the names of the ships. Oh, dang. Sorry. Well, we can look them up. We can put them in our Instagram uh yeah post or something or yeah yeah so that was that was the group that actually eventually got down there um and the commander took advantage of the very brief and vague directions Mm -hmm. to go serve america basically he's like he's like i'm gonna go attack their fort where they keep all their stuff (laughs) it was well known that they had transport transported a bunch of munitions to nassau was it successful? We'll see. Okay. And that is a good question. What is success? Uh-oh. So, it, but it was known. Um, there was, we had uh, reconnaissance mm-hmm. information that they had transported a bunch of their munitions to Nassau. And they also knew that we had some rowdy boys on boats. Yeah. Uh, and so there was a letter Told to, to... just run amok. Right. To the man who was running Nassau f- Fort and he was warned of Americans incoming. Dang it. So it was imminent. Yeah. The objective was to raid and seize gunpowder, arms, and munitions from the British stockpiles in the Bahamas. Um, Nassau was the capital of that stockpile and also the capital of the Bahamas. Right. We, I forget. I think it was during broad daylight. We failed to achieve surprise. Damn. So we were going to sail right in uh, and attack on land at Nassau yeah, and they spotted us. Right. So instead of dying, they <laughs> aborted the mission and pulled out and then moved further down the island also on Nassau and, and took land there. Okay. They took land now and there was, foot. yep. And there was a small fort where we got on that beach. I say we, look, I was there. The Americans <laughs> got on that beach, took that fort, um, okay. without, without much going on. Uh, and then a day passed. So instead of pushing on into the city of Nassau, yeah. I believe that the new Fort Montague is in Nassau, which is heavily armored and is still there today, mm-hmm. 200 years later, they stayed. So overnight, the Americans failed to post a ship or any defense at the Port Harbor. So knowing that the Americans were there and they had landed and we'd taken over a fort just up the road, the British loaded much of the munitions onto a large, oh, fast ship. Dang. And at 2 a.m. escaped. Okay. Now, we still took the fort. The next day, there was an announcement 
So a, a messenger boy, basically, yeah. was told this from the commander. Let me find the quote. To the gentlemen, freemen, and inhabitants of the island of New Providence. Probably what it was called at the time. Right. The reasons of my landing are an armed force on the island is in order to take possession of the powder and warlike stories belonging to the crown. And if I am not opposed in putting in my design and execution, the persons and the property of the inhabitants shall be safe Neither shall they be suffered to be hurt in case they make no resistance. Mm. Lots of words. Basically, we're not here to hurt civilians. Yeah. We're here for... Your stuff. The crown. Yeah. Which is not the locals. The locals are bohemians. Right. They're just, you know, they're subject to... Whatever the queen decided to do. Yeah. Imperial rule. So that was an announcement. The next morning, they marched in, took took that fort. So they did recover a bunch of munitions... Um, but most of it had been loaded and taken away by yeah. then. Yeah. Well, it's okay. There's still some stuff. And it was, you know, the, he was aware that a large amount of munitions were on the island and that these supplies were badly needed by General George Washington's army, which was besieging Boston at the time. So it was it was success, but the raid itself didn't capture all of what we had there. And yeah. it sounds like we wouldn't have been able to take it because we only had six ships i believe mm-hmm. and so they wouldn't have been able to take all of those munitions back but i'm surprised they ran with it instead of just taking out all the ships or something ran with it how do you mean like ran away with all the ammunition and stuff yeah at least they were scared yeah <laughs> so after the after the main fort was taken the american raiders stayed there for two weeks uh no one tells any stories about these two weeks okay. i assume People were acting good. Not eventful. I don't know. But uh, after those two weeks, they boarded up and went back to the U.S., back to the mainland. Mm -hmm. Um, On the way back, they stumbled upon a British ship, a warship, just off the coast. I think it was uh, South Carolina. Okay. And so they engaged the British warship because they had several ships with them, lots of Marines and Navy men. Yeah. And... uh, they fought, and it didn't go very well. Oh. Uh, the British warship was prepared for us. <laughs> to defend itself. <laughs> yeah. And so it, it got away, and we took some damage. A couple people died in that oh. battle, uh, which is so it's so wild to me to think about sea warfare, mm-hmm. like with cannons. Like, just <laughs> very crazy. It is, it's funny. I keep being very high hopes every time. Americans decide to do something. I'm like, oh, did we take it? And you're like, no, we got our ass kicked. Yeah. I'm like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got a pretty good record. but So these men made it back, and it was considered a success. Some criticized it, and it was a really stressful time in the States, obviously, oh, trying yeah. to fight for our independence. Uh, they criticized the fact that we let the British ship get away. We didn't capture it or sink it. Um, and also that we let the first British ship with all the munitions on it sail away. Yeah, But... Still a success. That was kind of the, it, it was the first action of the Marines and Navy. And that's why I wanted to talk about it. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, I think it's cool. I heard somewhere, cool. I want to say it was in a book, actually. I read a recent book by a Navy SEAL that talked about the history of the Marines and the Navy. And like, we cut our teeth. Basically, it was describing us as a bunch of farmers who yeah. had rifles and cut our teeth by just raiding uh, a foreign island which is kind of cool um so this ship 
is now retired. Ooh. But it was the, it was named after the raid. Uh-huh. It's a U.S. Navy ship. Okay. It's retired now. More history on the island. Christopher Columbus, like we mentioned, mm-hmm. landed in the Bahamas in 1492. He was Gosh. the first first person to contact those people, uh, Lucanians. Yeah. Um, settlers, explorers, and traders flocked to the islands after the, his discovery. I believe he took slaves from that discovery. Oh, good. I don't think it was a good thing for the people. Yeah. No, no. Being discovered is never a good thing for yeah. anyone. <laughs> yeah. A ship on the on the coast Historically, is like, oh, good news. Yeah. Yeah. So that wasn't a highlight. 200 years later, Nassau teamed with pirates, including the infamous Blackbeard, who hijacked merchant ships to steal their booty. Heck yeah. Stationed in Ocracoke. Yeah. Blackbeard was everywhere, it seems like. He, yeah. he He's really... He expanded his reach. He was a um, a British sailor. Yeah, mm. who abandoned turned rogue. I need to rewatch the. I wanted. I said I wanted to do a whole pirate episode. I think it'd be yeah. super fun. We could just do a Blackbeard episode because we know Ocracoke. Now we know Nassau. We could do, yeah, we could do a pirate series where we do Blackbeard and. Um, wow, it's the only one I can name. <laughs> you know, Blackbeard. <laughs> the rest, the rest of them. Orlando Bloom. <laughs> Jack Sparrow. Yeah. There's yeah. there's also some women pirates that were prolific. So. Badasses. Yes. What was the Johnny Red or the Red Flag? We went to a pirate museum. We saw a red flag that I was uh, taken by. Jolly Roger. Is we'll, that the skull and crossbones? I think so. The Jolly Roger. We'll learn more. Yeah. We'll, we'll get to know what we're talking about and then we'll talk about it. <laughs> um, on piracy. Nassau became so notorious for piracy that the Spanish sent armed forces to destroy the city at the end of the 17th century. Oh, boy. 1718. King destroy the city. Destroy the city. It was overrun. Hooligans. Wait a minute. Oh, yeah. We need to do a pirate episode. <laughs> King George I of Great Britain. Boo. Appointed a governor to Nassau to drive out the scoundrels. Oh. So that's still under their control. Yeah. In the 1700s. Uh, during the American Civil War, like we were just discussing. Oh, Civil War. Mm-hmm. Not revolutionary. Nassau thrived once more. The Union Navy blocked ships carrying cotton from Charleston, South Carolina to the UK. Charleston was their major port. Oh. But blockade runners managed to divert shipments to Nassau. Okay. Its ports teamed with cottons. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Its ports teamed with cotton merchants until the war ended in 1865. Okay. So once again, it was a port for great. uh, Who who was supporting... UK was supporting the Confederates? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. They were. Yeah. They had big money. Uh, Suckers yep. still took them down. Down to the ground. <laughs> There's a crazy couple wars we've had. Uh, in the early 20th century, the Bahamas prospered again after the United States oh passed the 14th Amendment, which prohibited the production, sale, and use of alcohol. Rum runners. Oh, yeah. Rum runners smuggled whiskey and champagne, mostly, to Florida. What? making up to $200,000 in a single shipment. That's sad that rum is not in that list. I'm sure there was some. I'm sure there's rum runners running rum. But champagne is above rum in mention of Nassau. That's stupid. I think champagne, probably because it's French, probably came from overseas. I don't know. Rum or nothing. You know, surgeons cut, rum runners rum. rum. (laughs) Pirates weren't drinking champagne. (laughs) They probably were. (laughs) They'd be like, this is a fine... This is alcohol. A fine mead we have here. A select vodka. Okay. It gives it a whiff. 
bohemian tourism began in the late 19th century where Americans flocked to the Nassau to the Nassau Island during the prohibition area <clears throat> and by the early 1960s Nassau became a port of call for cruise lines what so, does that mean very popular stopping spot oh okay which i would say that's kind of what it's known for today oh yeah cruise definitely. lines definitely so tropical in 1959 i think that was no, it wasn't. We'll talk about it. There's a purchase by a man named Huntington Hartford who cool name. he decided to make, um, he purchased, this is Hog Island Lighthouse we're talking about, yeah. off Nassau, purchased it and decided to make it a destination, specifically all in his ownership for tourism, mostly American tourism. The Hog's Lighthouse? Hog Island, the whole island. Oh, okay. The lighthouse is on the island. Oh. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. He built the Ocean Club. Cafe Martinique, Hurricane Hole, a golf course, and many other island landmarks. What's Hurricane Hole? Um, it's a water park. Oh, gross. Yeah. Sounded like like an app, like a um, hot springs, like kind of spa thing. Yeah. That would have been cooler. Pretty sure it's a water park, but it's no longer. Oh. Um, this never stopped, this development. So the whole island was renamed Paradise Island to target tourism. Yeah. And all these things were built on the island. Now, when I first started my research, I looked up this stuff, and I'm going to show you photos of okay. what's there today because I happened to go there once on a cruise. We stopped there in Nassau. Now, I don't think we even went on land. I don't remember oh, doing that. really? Uh, maybe we did. I was a little kid. I was way too spoiled <laughs> to be on a cruise. Yeah. But um, I remember some of these these photos of uh, the crazy um, resorts that they have there. They were functioning. Yes. Okay. Still are today. But I thought for some reason that you were going to. They're gone. Be no. like it was totally abandoned. Mm -mm. No, but like Ocean Club, Cafe Martinique, Hurricane Hole, like the original 1950s builds. Yeah. All those are like way overshadowed. Think of Las Vegas, like yeah. way overshadowed mm -hmm. the old construction. Okay. So. Again, in 1980s, it was purchased for $79 million. Oh, my. Sold to Merv Griffin, which was a famous TV voice, I guess, okay. before my time, for $400 million. Oh. In 1994, South of African businessman Sol Kurtzner bought Resorts International, the name, which sat on a plot of land owned by the late American Merv Griffin. Okay. He invested nearly a billion dollars oh. into the property to create a massive Atlantis Bahamas resort. Oh, cool. Which is what I saw. It's still there. It's in a bunch of movies. Enormous? Enormous. The whole island, I'm basically. A, I would love to see that. A billion dollars? The Atlantis Resort boasts nearly 3,000 rooms, a casino, a marine habitat, a water park, oh. golf course. It hosts between six and nine million tourists per year. Jeez. And of course, most of these tourists come on cruise ships. Yeah. Which is fun because the cruise ships still use the lighthouse. Oh. I'm going to show you these photos now. Um, We've come full circle. Yeah. Uh, it's not just about the island. We are a lighthouse. Yeah. You know, connoisseurs. <laughs> connoisseurs. If I could just use a computer mouse, I'd be... So he doesn't... This guy... Um, what is this guy? Which guy? The the one that built the Atlantis type. Uh, Cole... Excuse me. Sol Kurtzner. He doesn't own the island. He does own the island. He does? So Almost he bought everything, not just the spot of land where he wanted to build right. the hotel. Okay. So here's a fun map 
we'll go we'll look at oh. all these pictures but just to show you what atlantis has this is like a resort map like hey where are we what can we go do today yeah there are several hotels that are part of this like i said casino water park lagoon beaches all these developments the casino wow it's really neat that that building stretches how how far do you think that is it's got to be over a mile of just straight up building and you'll recognize we'll get a photo of it so there's the lighthouse look at the cruise ships passing it yeah so the well the wharf where they park prince rupert i think it is Mm -hmm. is up there to the right where the cruise ships are going okay and to the left all those buildings that is atlantis so the left is paradise island this is the far oh, end and of it that's the main yeah off okay. in the distance so ah. uh, paradise island lighthouse is seen by millions of people every year as they pass but it's not really a hot spot there's not a lot going on there yeah in the last couple of years you'd have to i feel like you could walk there pretty easy though you can but you shouldn't and we'll what? talk about it well no Look i don't want to talk about it Look at this. Sharks. The shark pool. This is what captivated me as a kid because I knew this was there. Oh. It's a water slide that you go in a tube into a shark pool. You're not exposed to the sharks, but you're among them. Yeah. It's very excited about that. Ooh, that looks fun. There's a underground pool. Yeah. It's a big. Anyone want to sponsor us to go check out the island? (laughs) Let us know. Let us know. Be happy to check it out for you. We're doing it for the knowledge, not for the fun. Promote Atlantis. I don't think they need our help. uh, I think they do. They need some young people. So those are some images that just show what's there. But I wanted to, we'll we'll go back. I want to show this beach view of Paradise Island. Very pretty. And the lighthouse. So in here somewhere, we're going to talk about it soon. There's a gentleman who owns this plot of land. So one of the papers I found um, was about getting to the lighthouse. You can get there on foot mm-hmm. and you can go there from Atlantis resorts, but not legally. Oh, I so see. I have, you have to, to cross through like private land. I have to say you shouldn't do it, but this article, if you were to, if you were to find it, you can find anything on the internet. You walk the beach and you'll come to a fence, which is the edge of those, the resort grounds. Uh-huh. And you can either crawl over it or go through a gate or go into the water, swim around the fence, mm. come back on the beach. And then apparently there's dogs, um, that have been Strays. reported like stray dogs oh. or like security dogs. So you'd have to avoid the dogs. And then there's <laughs> another gate, which is the far end of the property. Uh, and then on, then you'd see this, this land. Um, there's no trespassing signs. And the, the last thing I said is who owns this as I was doing research. <laughs> Wait, well, so, uh, you just have to cross through private property in order to get to the lighthouse or is the lighthouse also private? The lighthouse is also private property. Okay. I've confirmed that because I talked to the owner. Oh, the yeah. The owner is uh, Toby Smith, who's a gentleman. He's a bohemian himself. He grew up there. Um, and he owns, I don't know, I want to say like 17 acres that are this end of the island. Oh. So they're waterfront. It includes the lighthouse and it includes a little bit of extra land. Do you know how he obtained this land? Um, it was a crown lease, which I or a, a crown land grant or something. I can't remember the actual name of it, but basically, crown land is government land. So the government had this, mm-hmm. and they agreed to sell it to him for his use. I don't know whether it's ownership or a lease. Okay. But his plans, you can find all sorts of information on this, were to develop it into a beach club, 
Mm-hmm. Um, not not a resort, not nowhere to stay, but you could come see the lighthouse. They would want to restore the lighthouse. Um, there'd be like a tavern next to it. You could stop and get awesome. a drink, learn about the lighthouse, learn about the history of the island from a local, um, from a local perspective. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily from not necessarily from you know uh, a cruise ship Atlantis resort perspective. Yeah. Um, I've heard him discuss it on the radio that. I won't put words in his mouth, but you know, it's not locally owned. Usually a lot of the money that comes from these, the profits of resorts and cruise ships leaves the Island. So this would be an attempt to have local culture. Local people could come out as well as tourists who are there just for the weekend. Just local money. Right. But it's fun because it's not a, it's not a made up lighthouse. It's actually historical. Yeah. And it's a long time. Yeah. The hot topic with Mr. Smith, I was going to say Mr. Toby, <laughs> Mr. <laughs> Smith thing. is uh, Royal Caribbean Cruise Lines. Again, this is all hearsay from me listening to other podcasts and interviews, yeah, including Lighthearted. Oh, cool. Yep. Wait, they, they covered this one? Yep. And they, they talked about um, the recent events, um, potentially a court case, because okay. Toby Smith was granted, this is recent in the last couple of years, he was granted this crown land to purchase uh, and have ownership over this land. Yeah. And then part of it, which is next door, which is, you can see is undeveloped, was also later sold to Royal Caribbean Cruise Lines. So Royal Caribbean oh. says that they own the land. Uh, it seems as if they own all of it. What? And, and he says, no, here's my paperwork. I own the land. And so there's uh, kind of a contest. Oh, no. Potentially Royal Caribbean's coming to the table with lots of money yeah i mean because they also want to develop beach, a beach club that's their idea Boo! But go toby we're team toby potentially the beach club would only be like in this document it's a 150 year lease i believe uh-huh. um of the land which is crazy uh it wouldn't be available for locals and potentially they wouldn't even hire local bohemians to run Royal the services caribbean or toby's idea Royal caribbean well we don't want them anyway why did they why do they think they have it? Who's who bought? Why? Exactly. It's so Toby last I had heard, and there may be more news and that's what I'd like to speak with him about. Uh-huh. So I, I reached out to Toby. I've talked to him on the phone uh, and he does want to speak with us. So I'd oh, like to, fun. I'd like to ask him more and make sure one that I'm accurate in my descriptions yes. today. And two, um, what's, what's the latest, what's going on yes. and what's the plan? How did this start? Where yeah. he's what? such a nice guy. I called him. So, <sighs> It, we just passed Christmas break and I was flying home to see family. So I called him when I was in the airport. I was in Denver. I live in Kansas City. And I said, hey, I'm in the airport. I sent you an email prior. Um, you know, this is my name. This is what I want to talk about. Would you be open to it? Did you have any ideas? You know, he was super nice. And he goes, Aww. well, he said something like, uh, well, I've just, uh, just left the property just now with oh. a couple of crewmates of mine that are helping me out, clean things up. Um so you're in the airport now. When do you want to meet up? And I was like, oh, oh no, gosh. I'm not in the Nassau airport. I'm sorry. Oh, that'd be so <laughs> He cool. thought I was there and I'd be like, hey, I was wondering to talk yeah, to you. Yeah, just casually, Which anytime. Which also, also, that's super nice. Of, yeah, uh, that he'd just be like, oh, yeah. yeah he's I, like, let's make I, it happen. I'm ready when you are, yeah. So uh, really, really nice guy. Uh, he's very well-spoken. He's been, like I said, he's been interviewed before, but yeah. I'd like to get a get a pulse on the situation. Definitely. Um, I want to I hear what Royal Caribbean thinks 
they have against Toby here. That's like I don't. I mean, I've heard it from Toby's perspective. That is how I heard it. So, you know, I, I would like to hear it all, kind of lay it all on the table and and kind of yeah. see what's going on. But it sounded like um, Mr. Smith was upset that the government, the local Bohemian government, had kind of double signed yeah. on, you know, whose land is whose and and what who gets use of it for what period of time. So yeah, I, I'll I'll. I'll hear it from him but yeah. i just want to know it's like is it all of the land like they have matching leases i don't believe it's all of the land and it's i think like it was discussed as a parcel and there they i think that the idea is that they're going to demolish the lighthouse no potentially i mean I, the, I don't know if that was explicitly stated but to them you know look at atlantis it's it's beautiful i would love to go there just like pretty much everybody i'm sure uh-huh. but I, I don't want to be crushing local history, especially a lighthouse for our particular interests. Someone needs to stop them. Right. We need to, is there a GoFundMe? There is a petition. I don't yes. know if it's still active, but I signed the petition when I found it. I'm, I'm, um, I have some links. So his website, well, his company is parrot, all caps, paradise caption, or excuse me, air quotes, hog quotes, Island lighthouse and beach club company limited. Um, his name is Toby Smith. You can find him online. There's all sorts of news. Uh, the website is paradiseislandlighthouse.com. He has a really cool video on there that I might make you watch. I don't uh, know if we'll have it on the recording. Is it like drone footage? Or? It's drone footage. Yeah. Excellent. Very pretty. It's so gorgeous there. Um, and uh, yeah, my notes say Royal Caribbean Cruise Lines dash development dash in contest. So the latest I had heard. So um I've got some of my citations down here before, but yeah, I'd love to talk to Toby and a lot of the articles you'll look up. There's not a lighthouse history, a lot of lighthouse history that's documented on this particular lighthouse. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them say since 1980, it's really um, not in good shape. It's fallen apart. It's not been kept. Doors are open. And some of those people who have wrote the article that you can walk out there have taken photos. So there's photos. Also, Toby on his Facebook has many photos, which yeah. is good. He documents well. That's good. Um, but kind of showing you the wood is out of season. It needs paint. It needs hardware. It, 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 if we're going to have visitors, I say we, like I'm a part of it, but <laughs> if whoever owns it, Toby, is going to have visitors, then it needs some improvements for safety as well as right. aesthetics. Mm-hmm. Um, do you, do you, you said this was 68 feet tall? Yeah. Okay. That's pretty tall. Like. Yeah. Uh, it's always it's funny because there's a lot of really uh, tall lighthouses like our the Outer Banks lighthouses are all super Huge, tall. Yeah. And uh so then we visit a lighthouse that's oh it's like only 70 feet tall. It's like that's still 7 stories tall. Yeah. It's funny when I was finding photos to show you I didn't want to show cruise ships and I didn't want to show Atlantis because I wanted that to be a surprise yeah. about like hey, look at what's there. <laughs> and you know, Atlantis looks like a great time. It um does. but <sighs> I don't know. The question was, I'm I'm speculating now, but the question was asked between another interviewer and Toby of, was there a way to work together? You know, is there a way that Royal Caribbean can develop next door and then you would still own your land and have tourists be welcome, but also have the local flavor and the local culture be at home? And it seemed like the answer was no. So maybe the relationship has soured right off the bat. So it's, um, I just, I'm surprised by all these lighthouses we researched. There's so much going on today with well, so many of them. Even now, 
that people are selling lighthouse like you can buy yeah periodically there are lighthouses you can purchase yeah. just insane and like on little islands like um what's the scottish one we did little ross mm-hmm. was sold recently like in the last within the last five years for some amount of money that actually wasn't ridiculous it was like less than five hundred thousand dollars yeah but yeah it's crazy there's still lots of current history in the making for yeah. these lighthouses well and, and toby's an interesting person his latest description is that he's an entrepreneur and he wants to develop this yeah. it seems i mean from his facebook i don't know if he has another job he keeps him busy but it seems like he's out there a lot yeah. physically himself Put trying to make improvements hard into it yeah so oh i'm team toby yeah i wish uh i wish it, i wish i could say that it's walkable and i could you know even if it's not restored so you could go out there and um kind of set it up but I have to say it's not. And also it's probably not safe. If Royal Caribbean owns the land between, you know, I, I don't put them out to roast, but if a big old company owns yeah. the land between the lighthouse and the other resort, they're probably not fun people to deal with. If you were to get in trouble. Definitely. And then Toby's a nice guy. So he might <laughs> have to tell you to leave. Yeah. But he has shared with other interviews that he has had people contact him about going out there. Yeah. And, He's not a company, so on a limited basis, he's been able to help people out. Uh-huh. He said he had somebody, uh, someone proposed there, oh, so cute. He, he had to set that up, which is which is really nice. Oh, so. that's nice. But yeah, it's a uh, the Bahamas are just gorgeous, and I, I really I can't I can't leave this without learning more from Toby. I really want to talk to him. Yeah, no, I'm totally on board with doing an interview episode. I think that'd be awesome. It's so funny that I, I really did stumble upon the lighthouse, his we, or his website about the lighthouse, mm-hmm. and I watched the video and I was like, "Oh, there's one email here. I'll click the email, and then here we are talking." It's, yeah. uh, I mean, I hope we can try to help him out or shine some more light on it. It's fun when lighthouses just kind of fall into your lap to do an episode on. Yeah. It's like one time I put in, "What's the most colorful lighthouse in the world?" <laughs> and it just gave me absolutely nothing like that. But then, like one of the lighthouses that was on the list. Of a totally different category came up, and I was like, ooh, that would be cool. Another lighthouse. Yeah. There's lots of material for us. We'll be busy for a while. Woo! So um, that's all I have on... on uh, I like Hog Island. I'm going to stick with that one. Yeah. But uh, it's interesting. And I don't know. I, I've wondered before... We, so we live in Kansas, and I've wondered about the Native American people who lived on these lands. Mm-hmm. And if you could go back in time... You know, now it's a shopping mall, but was it a battleground at one point? Was it a, a medicine lodge? Was there some historical, yeah, something that's lost to history that's just been taken over by whatever's there now, whether it's a field or a shopping mall? Mm-hmm. And then Nassau, it, it was so interesting to me to find a direct layover between now downtown. Uh, Nassau has Fort Montague, which you can go see. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of the top attractions if you stop on the island, but that I don't know. I, I I'm a little bit patriotic, so our first landing there for our military forces, for our revolution, it's kind of cool. Yeah, it's it's just really neat. So yeah, it's and like it's a still con- a little very significant. Of interest. Yeah, yeah, and the Bohemians have their own freedom now. It sounds like things are going well. So so who I don't know if this is too in depth, but who builds this lighthouse? Like who built it? So. That's like, a little like, bit of a question mark for me. Yeah. And like I know we that's... have the lighthouse board, which decides where we put lighthouses and the money and who's in charge of it and everything. But as far as my knowledge goes, uh, for other places, 
who is deciding where there yeah. are lighthouses? I'm sure everyone has their own group, but for this one, it's like, do they just pop out out of the ground? <laughs> I think so. I th- maybe we should ask Toby that, but I think that I read something about there are many lighthouses in the Bahamas being a group of islands. Yeah. And almost all of them were part of some action that I think was by the great British, uh, powers okay so it was like hey we're gonna build all these new lighthouses at this certain mm-hmm. time in history oh, that and i believe sense. this was not part of it so oh. the question still stands who put this up okay. i actually don't know a mystery a mystery there is another lighthouse in the bahamas that uh, i have heard toby knows this person who is the light lighthouse keeper and oh. owner that still runs on kerosene no way i believe so um and I, I'm sorry I get to come with all these. I think so. No, no, I do marks, the same thing. All I really, the time. I really want to talk to Toby about it. So, but I, I'm pretty sure he knows that owner as well. So. Oh, that would be cool to find out more about. Yep. So, that's uh, that's my episode for today. <laughs> yeah, and we have Bo the cat yeah, eating the cords. Pull a cord out of his the depths of his mouth. You know, people ask you like, what is a challenge in starting a podcast? Like your animals. Well, you have cats. If you have wild animals walking around your house, gotta keep the cords out of their mouth. <laughs> <sighs> it's all wet. He's not phased. Continues to chew. This is spiraling out of control. I will ask Emily to help me put these photos on Instagram. Yes. For a post. Um, Very pretty lighthouse. Even if yeah, it were gorgeous area. I mean, I basically the views are so nice. Yeah. It'd be great. Great looks is great to look at. I mean, it's not hard to sell me on having a beer somewhere, but if uh, this whole beach club were to become an option for tourists mm-hmm. or or locals, but I'd be a tourist where we're hanging out and that's what you're looking at. Oh, that'd be so cool. Like a dream. Be awesome. Well, thank you for joining us. Appreciate yes. you listening. What a great episode. I really like this one. That's like, it's fun when a lighthouse is of significance and it's outside the u.s which first of all kudos to you it makes it really hard to research a lighthouse it's a little challenge yeah yeah. that's outside of the u.s so i'm really excited to talk to toby and hear more about it yep he's excited to talk to us it sounds like so we'll connect soon make it happen (laughs) thanks for listening in to the lighthouse lowdown yeah and follow us on instagram at the lighthouse lowdown to see some pictures of this lighthouse and all the other ones we've talked about on our podcast so far and if you want to hear about anything specific, have any questions, want us to cover a certain history buoy, send us an email at thelighthouselowdown at gmail.com. And you can listen to us anywhere. Uh, Apple, Google, Spotify. Catch us anywhere you listen to your podcast. We hope you enjoyed this episode and we'll see you next time on The Lighthouse Lowdown. Wow, that was like the smoothest feel I've ever done. Thank you.